On this week's show, Super Bowl 56 lived up to the hype thanks to Matthew freaking Stafford. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022 is announced. In honor of Black History Month, this week's history lesson is a profile of pioneering black quarterback Willie Thrower, who played for the Chicago Bears. That and so much more on a Super Bowl edition of This Week in the World of Football. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of This Week in the World of Football. This is episode number 236 for February 15th, 2022. I'm your host, Randy Snow, and across the table from me, as always, is my son, Adam. Yes, if you got to see my tweet over the weekend, I am apparently considered a fake Lions fan. <laughs> How many likes did that picture get? Oh, it's, it's over 750. That's the most likes I've ever gotten in a tweet. Overall, dumb. Look. Everybody, if you've heard the story, the Detroit Rams shirts that were going around the internet, yes, they were real. Yes, I was gifted one. That is a true story. I was actually gifted two different shirts. Yep. Uh, yes, I wore it. I understand that it's a stupid joke, and <laughs> I mainly just wore it out of support of Stafford and to be nice to uh, the individual who gifted me this shirt. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's just in 20 years or someday, and this is what I thought of as I wore that shirt for uh, that day, and then I wore the other shirt another day. I thought, someday, when I'm an old a dusty pile of bones somewhere. Um, you know, this shirt or these two shirts will be dug up in some archive somewhere, and they'll be like, what is this from? And we'll <laughs> unlock a whole new world for football historians down the road. Like, this is a thing that happened. A bunch of desperate, sad Lions fans made T-shirts to celebrate Matthew Stafford playing in a Super Bowl not with their team. <laughs> I thought maybe uh, it was it had something to do with, the, like, the Cleveland Rams because that's where the Rams came from, and now they're moving to Detroit. By that point in, let's say, 20, 30, 40 years, whenever we're all dust, <laughs> uh, they're not going to even know who the Cleveland Rams were. <laughs> By then, the Los Angeles Rams will have moved to London, for all we know. Hey, I don't know about you, but I still plan to be here 20, 30, 40 years from now. We come to you from. <laughs> we come to you. Don't threaten us. <laughs> we come to you each week from the world of football man cave, located right here in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. A man cave, by the way, that you've done a little bit of work on. Good for you. It's about time. Yeah, finally been, getting off, off the least, couch. I mean, football season's over, and he finally cleans up the man cave. You can at least walk over here to the desk without tripping over twenty things. Yeah, your stack <laughs> of books. Jeez. We're here. Get a to library, bring, loser. Shut up. We're here to promote the game of football in all its many forms, past, present, and future. From the NFL to the CFL to the USFL and the XFL. College, high school, indoor, and arena football, we inform and entertain our listeners with the glorious buffet that is the world of football. All this while keeping a close eye on the rich history of the game. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We'd love to get your feedback on one of our many platforms. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now YouTube where we post the entire audio portion of this show, as well as other selected videos. So, let's review what happened this week, and we begin with the World of Football scoreboard. That's right, uh, as we all are aware. It's been a couple days. Uh, sure, we're not on top of things, you know. But, hey, I think having a couple days to process yep. that game Sunday. A lot of stuff came out since then. Yep, <laughs> I think I think this is good that we waited a day for our normal podcast right, yeah. day. But there was only one game. The one game that everybody cared about and that was the game of all these companies shelling out $700 million for 30 seconds of ad space. That's right. uh, oh, and then the Super Bowl was somewhere in between. I, I told you this. The, the NFL only has one game every year. 
and it's called the Super Bowl. That is the the league's game. It's not the Rams game. It's not the Bengals game. It is the league's game, and they take total control. It's their commercials. It's their halftime show. Everything's longer, you know, more commercials, longer halftime. The league runs this game, and the game is almost secondary compared to all the sponsors and crap they got to do. Almost, but I think, you know, for the casual fan, you tune in for the commercials, for the – for the halftime show, when in between there, in between those little nuggets you're sitting around waiting for, you get a football game. And even <laughs> if you're not a football fan, or I'm sure those people call it sports ball, mm-hmm. where they don't understand what a home run or a <laughs> or a three point shot is in football. But hey, whatever. Thank you for watching the game, everybody. Yeah. And I want to talk about some of the numbers that came out about the viewing uh, for mm-hmm. the game. We'll tackle that later. What we do got to do. Let's talk about the game itself. So, I don't know. Do we want to start with a little bit of pregame? I thought the National Anthem and the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Is that the song they do? Well, yeah. They did the, they did the National Anthem and um, it was uh, it America, America, the, America Beautiful. the Beautiful. America the Beautiful. Okay. Yep. Both renditions. Yep. Very I, can't, nice. I can't name the artist at the top of my head, but I just remember sitting there going, these are fantastic renditions yep. and I have nothing to complain about. Right. So, I thought they were great. I actually like the way the stage was set up for the girl doing the national anthem that kind of put like the on the NFL logo, the football raised up and the eight stars raised up. It right. looked kind of cool. Yep. And then, um, nice I fly over yep, the, the flyover was great. You had an a 10 in there. Yep. You had a couple other planes that you could identify. I'm just familiar with the a 10 cause right. that's the plane you worked on right. at the military base. But, uh, flyover was great. Um, then you had, I was, I thought they were going to come out with a guy who always starts off the let's get ready to rumble. Oh yeah. Hell. Uh, I thought he was going to come out cause the Rams have done that for every home playoff game. That dude comes out and mm. before kickoff, let's get ready to rumble. Right. But this time, and my buddy and I were texting, he's like, did you see what the rock was supposed to do today? Cause the rock had announced he was going to do something before the Super Bowl, And I thought maybe it'd just be like some funny little gag. Mm. I had no idea what he was going to do. And <laughs> we're texting like, I must've missed it. And as soon as we got done texting that back and forth, you go to the TV and there's Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the middle of the football field as both teams are about to get ready to yeah, play. Yeah, he's on the field with the players as they're lining up for the kickoff. Uh, but oh, and I guess real quick before that, the honorary captains, uh, the yes, the, the high school, the high school with the, the deaf uh, the, yep. team that went to the state championship, yep. that was awesome. Yep. The girls' uh, football players that were out there too, that was awesome. Yeah, very so, nice. Everything leading up to that, I was I was loving it. I was like, all right, this is great, great. And then The Rock shows up, and he did his thing. And first, he introduces the Rams. And I was like, is this the Rams just getting this love? Like, this feels very home fieldy. I don't know if I like this. I mean, I get it's in Los Angeles sure. Stadium and all that. But yeah. I was like, wow, he's really hyping up the Rams. I was like, the Bengals are sitting right there, dude. <laughs> but then I was happy that he flipped it around and gave right. the, the Bengals their yeah. – uh, I don't know if you want to call it a pep talk or hyping them up or whatever, but I yeah, thought hype. it was maybe a little over the top. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't too crazy about that. But I was like, well, it was fun. It was whatever. A little over the top, but hey, it's The Rock. I love The Rock. Yeah, we yeah we loved uh, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, yeah. This, Big Dwayne this Johnson just, fans here. This just didn't seem right. It was his, weird. His arms were huge. Oh, Man, I could geez. believe that. Can you believe in his superhero movie he's doing that they, he didn't have to have any padding on under his superhero? <laughs> yes. I mean, they were like, specifically, we made a superhero outfit for him that does not need padding. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we're not here to talk about superheroes yet. We'll wait for the halftime or the commercial talk. But so then, the game. The game itself. Well, let's talk about the coin oh. toss. It, it was okay, Stafford against four other players yeah, that was from, weird. from the Bengals. I thought... Uh, why is only Stafford going? Yeah, they, they got a lot of captains him. on that team. Yeah. You think you'd want your Cooper Why would they Cup send out him there? Out by himself? So it looks like he was, you know, already uh, outmanned <laughs> at the coin toss. 
that was that was a very strange decision. Like I get it for the back. Wouldn't you want as many of your captains? Yeah, if get not a couple all of your guys captains? out there. It's the Super Bowl. Why is only Stafford going out there? Like it should have been Cooper. I think Cooper Cup's a captain. Yep. Aaron Donald should have been up. You right. tell. Come on. Like I don't know what they were thinking with that or how that worked out. But whatever. <laughs> Stafford with four Bengals. They did the coin toss, and then the funny stat that they brought up was. The last seven Super Bowls, the team that won the coin toss lost the game. So as soon as I heard Stafford make that call, I was kind of like, don't be tails, don't be tails, don't be tails. And I heard heads, and I was like, yes. Uh, but no, okay, so can we get to the game itself? Yeah. Hard fought. The Bengals showed up. I, I figured I wouldn't, wasn't, I guess I kind of did think the Rams would steamroll them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe the Rams would jump out to a lead, but hey, credit to the Bengals. I'm going to clap again. Credit to the Bengals. They punched the Rams in the mouth. They would not let that Rams running game get going oh, at yeah. all. They, they stopped the running game of the Rams cold. Yeah. It was – it was, and I don't know if you thought the same thing, but during the game, all I could think of was Matt Stafford looks like he's running a Detroit Lions offense again. <laughs> not even kidding. No, I didn't uh, think that at all. I thought that because every run they tried to do up the middle, two yards – like it was one or two yards, if that, or they'd get stuffed. It's like, Why? Why do we keep doing this? It was like Detroit in the heyday of Stafford where, yeah. well, we can't run the ball, so let, whatever, let Stafford heave it up, which he eventually had to start doing. But even then, I mean, Odell had a great first quarter, uh, you know, caught the touchdown pass, looked great, and then he went out with the ACL injury, which is sorry for him. You yeah, know, couldn't, was... I, very emotional for him, you know, not to finish out a Super Bowl after getting there. Right. Tough for any guy, too. Well, sure. But, you know, overall the game, not the greatest game of all time, but you have to commend – those those two defenses, boy oh boy, they went back and forth. You know the offenses got stuff done when they needed to. Uh, the referees though keeping the the flags in their pockets yeah. was a little annoying. I mean I respect not calling a lot of flags, but there were times where you had the face mask that we all yes. yelled about. Yeah, that should have been called. Should have been called. You had uh, maybe a, a couple of false starts not called. I was like they don't look like the kind of jumped. I guess Aaron Donald uh, Aaron Donald was offsides at one point. I've seen a lot of uh, of offsides plays this year, false starts yeah, that, letting, that did not get called. All specifically, it's long. like letting the the tackles like get that big extra step. Yeah. I've seen it so much. Yeah, I don't know why that isn't getting called. If that's just something that we need to get used to, but yeah. So the refereeing not great either, and I think the calls went both ways. So I can't definitively say that one team got jobbed. I think both teams kind of fell victim to some yeah. bad calls. Um, and the the there's the one pass interference they called on the, I believe it was that Bengals linebacker against Cooper Cup, that everybody oh in the end zone no not in the end zone I think this one was he was like outside of the end zone oh, right? oh yeah where yeah. he like kind of had his hands on Cooper yep. Cup's hips and a lot of people were saying that's not pass interference but to right. me he changed and people might disagree I mean whatever the game's over you got your opinion but I thought when I watched it I was like I think that is pass interference he grabbed. Cooper Cup's hips and looked like he might have moved Cooper Cup enough, which I would think would interfere with, you his, know, his path to the ball. His path to the ball. So, I mean, it was minor, but I was like, I get it. He he had his hands in, on Cup and he moved him a little bit before the ball got there. I would, I maybe I wouldn't have called the penalty if I was sitting there watching it in real time, but yeah, that was close. But I would have, yeah. I sided with that penalty there. But overall. Great game. Stafford comes up clutch on that final drive for the Rams. Uh, they, you know, he had the the, the no look pass everybody's talking about. Yep. Even Patrick Mahomes retweeting the video of that no look pass. Yeah, I didn't realize that until today that that was I, a no look pass. I, I didn't until yesterday after seeing all the highlights because yeah. like, during the game I'm not thinking about the no look pass. I'm just like, all right, right cool. They're 
marching down the field. Yeah, he had to thread the needle between like three he defenders did. to get it to cup. Oh on yeah, a crucial. Without a even crucial looking, without the, you know, looking in his direction, it was crazy when you see it slowed down. Yeah. how crazy that play is. Uh, and then obviously they Stafford had two touchdowns on that last drive, but one got called back by the offsetting penalties. Yeah. He did it again, got it to cup. Yep. But they, but man, I was so nervous because they gave. Oh, yeah. The Bengals enough time in, in, in a postseason where we have seen 13 seconds can even yeah. <laughs> uh, mean a lot to another team. And all uh, Cincinnati had to do was go down and get a field goal yep. to and send the, it to overtime. And they had one of the best kickers, right? One Absolutely. of the hottest kickers, one of the and didn't I ballsiest kickers in the league? Didn't too. I say that before the you game? Did. I said I hope it doesn't come down to a kick because that because you know McPherson's does gonna, not miss it. Yeah, he does not miss. That's or exactly what all, you said when we were all postseason. So I didn't I didn't want it to come down to a, to a situation where. The ball, the game was in his foot, you know. <laughs> I mean, it almost could have been. Uh, I mean, we were that close to overtime. It was yeah. only a three point game, so it's never like the game got out of hand. There was one point to start the second half, you know, where the Bengals had that big touchdown when the pass interference call that wasn't called, or the face masking call, sorry, that wasn't called, and then the very next drive, Stafford throws a pass, bounces off of a receiver's hands, goes right back to the Bengals, and I'm yep. sitting there. We're all thinking. This is the swing. This is the Bengals taking control of this yeah. game, and the Rams defense stepped up. I, yep. I don't, I don't think they hit a field goal at that point or what uh, on that drive, but they stopped the Bengals from doing much. So yeah. the damage was minimal, and then the Rams were able to stay within you know a reasonable striking distance. Yeah, but yeah, so Burrow, you know, they, he marched them down a little bit till that you know. Then the Rams, I think Aaron Donald finally just said, "Enough is enough." <laughs> You know, first I want down, my ring. I want my ring. First and you, down. And you're in my way. <laughs> yep. Second down, he stops him. Third down, they stop him. And then on that fourth down play, which supposedly I think he was offsides, uh, he got to Burrow, twisted Burrow around. Burrow could have still made that pass. Even right. when he was flung, that ball was in a catchable spot for right. a dude. Yeah. Uh, just didn't, dude couldn't come down with it. Turnover on down. Ball goes back to the Rams. And even with a timeout left, I think the Bengals had, you know, classy move. They right. didn't call they that last timeout. They just they said, just kneel did. it out, call it a game. Yep. And the Rams are your Super Bowl 56 champions. Cooper Cup is your Super Bowl MVP. Good for him. I think after getting snubbed for league MVP, he deserved the Super Bowl MVP shout, even though what was his stat line? The stat line was eight receptions for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Good for him. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was four for four uh, for 39 yards and a touchdown on that final drive. What do you mean four for four? Because that's well, a he, quarterback stat. Well, he caught four. He was... He was targeted oh, four, targeted times, four times, and he okay. caught four passes. Yeah. He was clutch on that final drive, by the way, for the Rams. Not only that, but there was that fourth down play where that could yes. easily have yep, gone he, the Bengals' way. Where, yeah, they finally ran it to him because they could not get anything going right. with Akers or Henderson, and they gave the ball on a sweep to uh, – I think it was a jet sweep. They gave it to yeah. Cooper Cup. And, boy, oh, man, I almost thought he was going to get tackled behind the line. But he was able to get enough speed and get that right angle, yep. get that first down. That was a big play. That was a big play on a real big drive for the Rams. Um, and then, you know, Matt Stafford, 26 of 40, 283 yards, three touchdown passes, uh, two interceptions in the game. One one wasn't his one fault. One wasn't his fault. The other one was kind of a 50-50 ball where, right. you know, I guess, you know what, make that play. I mean, Sure, take a chance. And it's in the end zone, so if it gets picked off, it's it's essentially like a punt going out of the back of the end zone. Right. So I think a lot of people made a whole bunch of nothing out of that. Yeah. Um, but And then Joe Burrow, I mean, Joe Burrow looked fine too. Not not as Joe Burr as everybody calls him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 22 of tw- uh, 33 for 263 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. Uh but how about Joe Mixon for the Bengals throwing a touchdown pass? Yep. The running back, that first yep. touchdown was great. The, I think they called it the Cincy special, the, the Cincinnati <laughs> special or something. But 
Uh, and then Joe Burrow was also sacked seven times in this game, which I didn't realize. I did not. We I think we talked about this during the game. I didn't feel like he had gotten that many sacks. Like when they showed that stat, I was like, I would have only said three. Yeah, three or four. And you were like, yeah, maybe four. Yeah. And I did not think it was that much that they got to him, but uh, they did. And that final drive for the Rams, 15 plays, 79 yards, took about five minutes off the clock there. And that's Stafford's 45th game-winning drive. Uh, some other stat people are throwing out there now is Stafford's the first quarterback in NFL history in a complete season to throw for 6,000 passing yards and 50 touchdown passes. Hmm. That's an interesting stat. And I was like, well, I mean, of course you can do that when you got an extra NFL game. Right, yeah. Uh, and games. you play in every round of the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. Yeah. So whatever. First dude in history supposedly to, you know, I guess not supposedly. I, I call it supposedly because I think it's a made-up stat. You can't really. <laughs> 6,000 yards in a season. I don't count playoff stats as season stats. Right. It's, yeah, it's just got to be regular. It's season. just, yeah, whatever, extra padding. But 6,000 yards still in a complete week one to Super Bowl right. is pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, and then there's a lot of other notes you know, from the game. I don't know what else you want to hit. Uh, uh, I'll the, send it over to you. What do you want to talk about? The Bengals were shut out in the fourth quarter, which I, I – I found that strange when I actually saw the stat line, and I'm like, oh, God, I guess they didn't score mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Uh, so they were shut out in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Rams wide receiver, uh, Van Jefferson's wife, went into labor during the game. She was at the game. She goes into labor. They took her out on a stretcher, and they didn't tell him until the game was over. I didn't even hear that, like, during the yeah, game. Yeah, no, no, nobody knew. But uh, she went to the hospital and gave birth to a son, and as soon as the game was over with, he... Went to the hospital. You know, they told him after the game, and he went to the hospital. And uh, it was a very nice picture of him holding his son in the mm. hospital right after, you know, that hey, night. What, what a night for him. Get a Super yeah. Bowl ring, and then your son's. Yeah. What a story that your, kid's going to have. Your birthday was the greatest day of my life, son. Well, I mean, <laughs> no kidding. Not even just that, but like, yeah, the greatest day of my life where I won a Super Bowl and you were born. Like, what a yep. great story that kid's going to have. Yep. And it, you know, you see a lot of these NFL players having kids that eventually go into the league. What if this kid grows up and goes into the league? What a heck of a story we're going to see in <laughs> 20 years for this Born guy. On the Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it's destiny that he plays in the Super Bowl himself. Yeah. That would be great. I want that story now. Now we just got to wait 20 years for it. Uh, coach Sean McVay of the Rams becomes the youngest head coach ever to win a Super Bowl at the age of 36. I can't believe he's 36. Yeah. I cannot believe that. That's how old am I? Uh, that's like four years older than me, three years older than me. Rams safety Taylor Rapp proposed to his girlfriend on the field after the game. Saw I, that. I saw that video. Um, let's see. Does one note that I had here? I just um, I just said uh, should Matthew Stafford now and forever be known as Super Bowl champion Matt Stafford? Do you have to do you have to throw that in there? You oh know, yeah. Every time you talk, say Matt, you got to say Super Bowl champion Matt Stafford. I think only for us, it's when people still. Call him Stat Padford. Uh, excuse me, that's Super Bowl champion. That's right. Stat Padford. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, one note that I saw, that uh, they're already looking at next year, the, all the sports betting places. Oh, gosh. Kansas City Chiefs have already been uh, posted as the favorite to win Super mm. Bowl 57. See, like, I thought about that after that game. Like, Don't get me wrong. I think these two teams uh, deserve to be in the game. They did what they had right. to do. But if the Buffalo, that Buffalo Bills team... Yeah. Or that Kansas City Chiefs team yep. had made it to that game against the Rams or whoever else, I don't know. 
I, I don't think the Rams would be Super Bowl champions. And depends on how many players from the Rams decide to retire. You know, is well, I mean, no, I'm, retire I mean or... I'm, not, I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about if this year they would have oh, made yeah. it to the Super Bowl. Like if it would have been the Bills who won that crazy game against the Chiefs sure. and then beat the Bengals. Or if it would have been the Chiefs that beat the Bengals in the championship. I think the Rams would not have beat either of those two teams. I mean, I get we'll that that's how run. I get that's how the playoffs work. Hey, you got to beat who's in front of you. Right. And and I'm not saying the Bengals are a terrible team because they they come out with their rankings on NFL.com after the Super Bowl and the Bengals were like number four. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I did think about that. I was like, that, yeah, I don't know if the Bengals. I still would have put the Chiefs or or the Bills is probably better teams than. I mean, the Rams obviously still ended up number one. You win the Super Bowl, but I still think if either of those other two teams played the Rams. We're talking about a whole different outcome. Yeah, I really expected it to be... Not the, to rain the, on the Rams parade. They deserve it and everything. Right. So uh, I really expected it to be the Chiefs and the Rams in the Super Bowl yeah. this year. Uh, that's, that's Almost, but think. hey, th- them tricky Bengals, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bengals kicker uh, Evan McPherson didn't even go in for halftime. He stayed out and watched the Pepsi the halftime <laughs> show. That's a cra- I heard that story. I was like, that, that's pretty good. Well, what does he need What does he need to, to go into the locker room for? True. You know, he can get a drink on the sideline. He gets to watch a show. Uh, and, and let's talk about the halftime show. Oh, you want to get you, straight to it? Okay, sure. yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about so, that. So uh, I know you weren't a, a terribly big fan of the type of music that was played. I was surprised that I actually knew most of the songs that right. they were doing. Well, uh, when Kendrick Lamar got out there, I had never yeah, heard. Yeah, you never whatever. heard Kendrick before. No, See, I, I my roommate got me into Kendrick Lamar. And I like Kendrick Lamar, but I think he got shortchanged during the halftime show. Yep. Like, I'm not, okay, everybody who's saying it's the greatest halftime show of all time, mm, you, hold on, they're entitled to their opinion. Sure, yeah. It's not your kind of music for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Paul McCartney is still your favorite <laughs> halftime show. For me, I don't think I have a favorite halftime show. I think the Katy Perry one or the uh, some, uh, the Lady Gaga one might be mm. my two favorite. Even Beyonce, I think, did a heck of a show. I the was more with, about the showmanship. The one with Prince was pretty good, too. Prince, Prince was pretty good, I guess. I'm not even a big Prince fan. Mm-hmm. But I'll give this halftime show uh, its credit, though. What a setup, though. Yeah, that, it was a very odd, uh, unusual Elaborate. Uh, it was so set. elaborate. The the levels of this stage, it looks like a couple of houses in the right. neighborhood. They got the Cadillacs out front, it yep. looked like. The, you know, people on top of, of one on top of houses. Uh, house and people in the other house. And going uh, 50 from one Cent apparently other. hanging, waiting upside down. Those memes were great. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no, like, I didn't. Memes know. of uh, like people hanging upside down saying 50 Cent waiting for uh, two or three minutes for Snoop Dogg and... Dr. Dre to finish singing before you can come down. Like, it was crazy. Like, 50 Cent was the, quote, surprise guest of the halftime show. And I think we could have done without him because that short change, I feel like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Uh, and then when Eminem came out, I noticed that one of my other favorite artists, who nobody talked about, was on a drum set up there, Anderson Pack, who is awesome. If you guys haven't listened to Anderson Pack, I'll have to play you some of his stuff afterwards because I kept raving about, this dude is awesome. Yeah. But he was just playing the drums for eminem right and that was it and i was like that's a waste what they wasted anderson pack they wasted kendrick <laughs> lamar i thought um uh who was it mary j blige mm-hmm. she eh, looked like a beyonce beyonce wannabe but i i don't i'm not familiar with mary j blige other than the one song right that i, I know from her right so i was like well, eh, whatever and i thought snoop brought it i love snoop <laughs> dr dre i respect i'm not a big fan of his music but i respect dr Dre. he looked the most into the halftime show he mm-hmm. looked like i am performing the halftime right, show yeah. and there's a lot of i won't say controversy but apparently the nfl had some stuff they told them they couldn't sing from their lyrics or whatever hmm. during the their songs and they did it anyway. So that's something that came out that 
The mm-hmm. NFL's like, don't sing about that part. And he's like, you can do the song, just don't do this part about the police in it. <laughs> and they did it anyway. Oh, I, so, I didn't know anything about that. But hey, I think it's cool to get different genres to rep, you know, for sure. Super Bowl halftime shows, no, especially being in LA. Yeah, when you're in LA, that's the kind of music and that, so that needs to be there. So I this was, was very for, appropriate. I, it's not like I hated the halftime show. Like everybody who kept saying it's the greatest of all time, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't think it's the greatest of all time. I would say it's the best setup of all time. Mm. That was an elaborate, cool, uh, display that they put on it was i was totally, all about that totally unique there's yeah. never been anything like that so I mean, it's always just, just a big you know a big stage right. with a band or two on there yeah um, or you have a big mechanical lion thing come yeah. out uh yeah. that was impressive too <laughs> but but no i think it was good i i enjoyed it i'm surprised you actually enjoyed it because yeah, like I did. uh I, I thought for sure you, you you'd come out with your typical you can't spell rap without crap <laughs> but it's the other way around I know, but you get what I'm saying. I know. That was a saying for, actually from a kid in high school uh, that was a few years older than me. Mm. But, yeah, so not my thing, like my favorite music, but I, I like the guys in it. Like, like I said, I liked Snoop. I thought it was fine. It was a good show, not terrible. It could have been worse. <laughs> but this just makes me go, bring on Weird Al for 2020. Yep, uh, let's get the campaign I'm, going. Get Weird Al in there. That, that yep. would be an awesome show. So, yeah, uh, good Good halftime show. I'll give it a thumbs up at least. And a thumbs up, thumbs down world, it's a thumbs up. <laughs> and the last note that I had on here is uh, the Detroit Lions, because of the way the uh, Rams finished the season with uh-huh. the Super Bowl will, they now have the number two pick in the draft, the number 32 pick in the draft from L.A., and the number 34 pick. So they're going to yeah. get you know a real early one and then uh, a late and early, uh, right. late first and early second round pick. So we'll see what we can do with those three picks yeah. and see who we can get and uh, build our team. Yeah, Lions, I mean, Lion, you know, the city of Detroit kept coming up in all these talks because you know, of Matt Stafford, and I know right. he thanked the city of Detroit. Yep. And uh, the numbers came out for the um, Super Bowl broadcast, and let me just pull those up again real quick uh, because uh, – Well, you, were also, you also said yeah, that, go for it. that they, uh, they released the uh, Super Bowl 57 logo Oh, yes, today. yes, yes. Uh, for the the one's going to be in Phoenix next year, mm. and it's basically the the same thing. You know, the, you've got the LV uh, II, and then you've got like a, a background uh, skyline of a Phoenix or something. There's there's some desert. I don't know if there was a can't remember if there was a, a cactus on there. I don't think there uh, was, but you could tell it was it was Phoenix uh, skyline, and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we'll see. Uh, and, but it's it's very. Um, uh, it's very generic, yeah. you know, like they've all been. I they they've been going through these stages. Like every five years, they kind of change up the the new stylings. Like ever since, oh boy, what Super Bowl was it? Like forty forty five. I forget where they started. You know, with the silver. Yeah, it was in the mid forties. It was in the mid forties. They started changing the yeah, so the it's, stylings up. So it's been about ten years. Yeah, and know. then five years after that, then after Super Bowl fifty, you know, they started doing the big, you know. LV or LI, right. whatever's, right. and now we're getting into now they're adding a little more color to the, uh, yeah, but it's still logo. basically the same design. Yeah, so. uh, I'm still it's trying to it. find this. Okay, here we go. So, uh, <laughs> I finally found it. Here are the top ten cities that broadcast ha, uh, had the highest ratings of the Super Bowl broadcast. Um, Cincinnati had the number one. Not a shock. Sure, you're, you're playing in the Super Bowl, sure. uh, so they got the highest of the ratings. Number two was Detroit. Mm. Detroit had the second highest rating for watching the Super Bowl, mm. followed by 
Pittsburgh, Columbus, Kansas City, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Boston, Philadelphia, and in the number 10 spot, Jacksonville, which means <laughs> the city that hosted the Super Bowl didn't even crack the top 10 in huh. Super Bowl viewership. Wow. Which is crazy to me, especially since they also had a team in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't know how people weren't watching the games on TVs because – uh, the way those ticket prices were, there was no way you were getting into that game without having your name be LeBron or Snoop Dogg. So, yeah, those prices were crazy. I, yeah, well, that's nuts. Six thousand dollars for a nosebleed seat way up in the top of the stadium. Yeah, and then I guess they even offered uh, Eric Dickerson was offered nosebleed seats by the Rams, and he's like, "Are you kidding me? Nosebleeds <laughs> is what you're offering me? Get out of here with that!" So, yeah, yep, that's awful. What else? Um, no, that's it. That's it for this week's World oh, that's Football the scoreboard. scoreboard. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> because we only had one game to talk about, right, well, and we I talked think... for half an hour. Yep. on one game, but yeah, it was a great game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I stayed up most of the night after that watching all the post game stuff. You know, I watched the post game on NBC, and then I switched over to ESPN. They had more post game stuff. Yeah, I got up of... this morning, and I'm watching more uh, post game yeah, stuff. Some of us had to work the next day, so I was uh, in bed. Yeah, for it's, all that, it's been so. nonstop Super Bowl coverage yeah. on, on ESPN and, and NFL Network for the last two days. But hey, I'll, I'll give, I'm loving it. I'll give it this: the the way those last couple of rounds of the playoffs ended, it was like watching like it, you know we all joke of the NFL is like a big season of TV. Literally, it's a big season of TV. You know, you got the season premiere. We had the season premiere with the Cowboys and yep. uh, Buccaneers. That was a great way to open the season, and then. Uh, the playoffs were like, ooh, we're getting up to the finale, and everything was awesome. Like the probably the greatest playoff run we've ever seen, just in terms of great finishes to all these games, just great games, period. Mm-hmm. And then the Super Bowl, like typical TV show finales, might not be better than the penultimate episodes, mm-hmm. but it was still pretty good and left you wanting to see the next season. <laughs> yeah, no, there there were several years where the Super Bowl was a big dud. Oh yeah, like the last time the Rams were in it. Good look. Like they were yeah. supposed to be like the, the big hot team that could challenge the Rams, and what was that final score? Challenge the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That final score was what thirteen to three. They didn't uh, yeah. even score a touchdown in that yeah. last Super Bowl. So, yeah. but th- these last two have been really, really good. So, uh, hopefully, we'll we'll continue to get great Super Bowls uh, in the near future. Uh, Roger Goodell gave his State of the League address yeah, earlier this you week. You watched a little bit of that. I, I watched I, some, I of that. some of it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one one thing that I got out of that was. Uh, that the NFL is going to have games, uh, a, a game in Munich, Germany this season, uh, and they've signed a deal to have four games in Germany over the next four years, uh, two in Munich and two in Frankfurt. Uh, you may remember uh, the Frankfurt Galaxy of oh, uh, yeah. uh, NFL Europe. Greatest uh, helmet in the yep. NFL Europe. Yep, that was a, and they're a good team too. Uh, so, yeah, so there's going to be a, a game every year for the next four years in Germany. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they they said they were returning to London and uh, Mexico City too. I think hmm. so. They'll probably have three games. They didn't mention specifically uh, any of those games, and no teams have been announced yet. But uh, they're adding Munich, Germany, and Frankfurt uh, over the next couple of years. And uh, the other NFL note that I had uh, is that all nine head coaching vacancies are now filled. With the last one being uh, the Vikings are going to be hiring Rams offensive coordinator Kevin McDonald. McConnell, and that's going to be uh, officially announced on Thursday. Right. From what I understand. What's crazy is like last week we went up, we went off air, and that's when we found out that the Saints were hiring one of their assistant coaches, right, to take over as head coach. Um, it's like right after we got done recording that Lovey last Smith, Monday. Was it? No, love then then Lovey Smith. We kept saying was rumored to be the right. Texans head coach, and then after we turned off, he got confirmed, and then the uh, 
Saints hired their coach, and I'm blanking on his name because we literally talked about it after the podcast. <laughs> uh, so give me two seconds to uh, look up who their new head coach is. But yeah, most of his Dennis state... Allen uh, is their new head coach okay. there in New Orleans. So. Okay. But yeah, most of Roger Goodell's uh, talk that day centered around uh, why why isn't there enough diversity in the league, and and uh, he was hey, it's gr- a big grilled issue. about that. Yeah, yeah, and and probably rightfully so. You know, they've been talking a big game about, oh, yeah, we want to be diversified and, and the Rooney rule, we put that in, and, and nothing's happened since then. Right. And it's just it's just all been talk. And during this head coaching years. cycle, what, only two yeah. minority head coaches? Yep. Uh, Bears head coach and now Lovey Smith with the yep. Texans. Yep. So. yep, not uh, not a good track record on the NFL. So yeah, uh, they still got work to do in that category. Yes, they do. And then uh, last Thursday night was the NFL Honors. Usually that's uh, Saturday night. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, in fact, it was uh, I DVR'd it, but uh, I don't think you cared to even watch it. But nah. um, I caught all the highlights. I got all the big award winners. Yeah, but uh, one of the things that came out of that was the announcement of the Hall of Fame class of 2022. Uh, that includes uh, Coach Dick Vermeil, uh, official Art McNally. That's the first time they've ever put a game official hmm. in the Hall of Fame. Oh, that means so that uh, Ed Hockley is going to be down the road somewhere. Probably, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll, I wonder if his bus will have his gun. You know, they his better guns out. figure out a way to put his guns up there. It better be a torso bus. <laughs> uh, safety Leroy Butler from the Packers, defensive lineman Bryant Young from San Francisco, wide receiver Cliff Branch from the Oakland Raiders, defensive lineman Richard Seymour who played with New England and with Oakland, tackle Tony Baselli from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Linebacker Sam Mills. I have been touting this guy for many years. Uh, who played three seasons in the USFL and then played with Carolina and New Orleans in the NFL. He's in both of those teams' Hall of Fame. He won a couple of titles in the USFL. But I've I've just every year his name comes up, and I've always been saying Sam Mills needs to be in the the Hall of Fame because I I watched him in the USFL and he was just awesome. Uh, and he becomes the fourth player who started his career in the USFL and is now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. He joins Jim Kelly, who played for the Houston Gamblers, uh, Reggie White, who played with the Memphis Showboats, and Steve Young, who played for the LA Express in the USFL. So congratulations uh, to the family of the late Sam Mills for Mm -hmm. his induction. This was like his 20th and final season to be voted in to the Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I'm glad they finally put him in. He really deserved that, and I've been waiting for that for a long time. And speaking of the NFL honors, uh, we're going to run down the list of uh, some of the winners this year. Your league MVP, no surprise, was quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Fourth time. Yep. Second year in a row, I believe, for that. Yep. Uh, Walter Payton, man of the year, tackle Andrew Whitworth of Very the Rams. Yep. Yeah, Good for his him. story is awesome. Uh, yep. That was that was quite a quite a story and a great speech that he made afterwards. Yeah, he did. He even uh, mentioned a Detroit Lion. Uh, yep. Rookie that we yep. got. So. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was a good speech. Offensive Player of the Year, wide receiver Cooper Cup with the Rams. Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt from the Steelers. Offense, uh, did I say Rookie of the Year? Defensive, defensive player, player of the Year, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then Offensive Rookie of the Year, wide receiver Jamar Chase with the Bengals. Defensive Rookie of the Year, linebacker Micah Parsons from the Cowboys. Comeback Player of the Year, Joe Burrows. That was well-deserved. His his first season ended with an injury, and he came back to year, this year and led his team to a Super Bowl. Is it, is it just Burrow? It's not Burrows. The S on the end. Whatever. <laughs> Burrow. I think I threw an S on the end. Quarterback Joe Burrow, Comeback Player of the Year. 
Coach of the Year, Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans. And the Moment of the Year. Oh, God. Uh, you should remember this one for the Gee, rest of your life. Because uh, I was kick, there. Kicker Justin Tucker. <laughs> Uh, 66 yard field goal versus Detroit. Yeah, you and your brother were there. Oh, we were in that. God, in, in the end zone. zone. I'll never, I'll never forget that moment. Yep. Like, as deflating <laughs> as that moment was, to say that we were there for the longest field goal in yeah. NFL history is something you could. It's pretty cool to say. Yeah. Except for when people realize, oh, you were a Lions fan and you lost. <laughs> yeah. The second time in team history they've lost on an NFL yeah, record field yeah. goal. Just keep rubbing the dirt yeah. in. All right, let's talk about a few of the commercials. Uh, yes. Uh, another subpar group of commercials I, this year. I'd say it's better than in recent years, but still not great. Like, I can remember being younger and just every single commercial oh, was yeah. something everybody talked about. Yep. Now it's kind of like, I don't know what it is. Like, you see all this money thrown to these ads. You're like, what? <laughs> what is this? Ad? Like, this ad, like... It didn't even like. It doesn't have to always be funny. Sometimes like they get these ones that are just just cool to look at. Like, did you see that cool visual? Like, yeah. nah. This year it will be remembered for a QR code bouncing around <laughs> on your screen for cryptocurrency for sixty seconds. For sixty just... seconds, the return of Doctor Evil mm. in a subpar version of Austin <laughs> Powers. Um, what were some other ones? A dollar store, or sorry, mayonnaise brand ripoff of Terry Tate Office linebacker. Yeah. Uh, what else am I missing? Um, I can't even think. Like there weren't any other truly bad commercials, but the best I think, in my opinion, E Trade Baby. The E Trade yes. Baby came yes. back, and it was everything I wanted. That was my favorite. <laughs> the talking baby. Yep, for E Trade. Oh, what a great, great uh, having him back. I hope that they have a new one every couple right. months. That was awesome. So that, that was my favorite ad. What was your favorite ad? Oh, that one. Oh, was the, that one too? The, wow, yeah, we're in agreement. Okay. Yeah, that was my favorite one of the, the whole evening. Because what, what were some other ones? I like the Eugene Levy. I think it's a Nissan commercial. Mm. Uh, it, it, I didn't know about it at first, but I think rewatching it and then um, that ending, yeah, I think it gets funnier the, the more I see it. That was pretty good. There was, there was a, I don't remember what company it was for. Was it Rocket Mortgage? Uh, had Donald Faison and um, the guy who played JD on Scrubs. Uh, why I'm blanking on his name, I don't know. But two of the main characters from the Scrubs TV series. Oh, yeah, I got that right. JD and Turk. Yeah, uh, that was uh, T-Mobile. Okay, T-Mobile ad. Scrubs reunion with JD and Turk. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Yep. I'm not going to say it's the greatest commercial, but it was fun just seeing like, these two because they're best friends in real right, life. It was, yeah. it was just a charming think, little commercial. Oh, I forget what, what channel it is, but they've got like a Scrubs marathon every day. So I think it's IFC. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I enjoy that. There was the uh, Toyota Tundra truck commercial with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, so that commercial Rashida Jones. I wasn't crazy about the commercial, but Tommy Lee Jones won it with the stinger at the end. Yeah. Cuz one <laughs> of the Jonas, Jonas brothers shows up and he goes I think it was Nick Jonas. But, yeah, one yeah. of the Jonas brothers shows up and uh he whatever what was the line that Tommy Lee Jones said? He, he, it was, well, he says, "What are you doing here? You're not a Jones." He goes, "Well, this, this is called keeping up with the Joneses." He goes, uh, way to go, kid, whoever you are. Right. Yeah, it was just the way he kind of, whoever you are. Like, I don't know who a Jonas brother is. So it was pretty good. Like, that was that singer made me go, okay, that commercial gets a yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, up. Tommy Lee Jones, he's basically retired as an actor, so I was shocked to even see him doing a yeah. commercial. Uh, they must have paid him pretty good for that, but I, yep. I loved seeing him yep. out there. I loved seeing him, too. Uh, there was an NFL video game. Uh, it wasn't really a video game. It was an NFL. It was just a commercial for the NFL, which I heard people go, 
why does the NFL have a commercial for the NFL? We are literally literally watching an NFL game. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was a cute, funny commercial. Yeah, all the characters on the screen. All the came football to life. players playing like video game esque characters. Yeah. Uh, which Even was Peyton good. Manning was was one of them. Peyton Walter Manning, Peyton. Walter Peyton came in too. That yep, was cool. Yeah. Peyton Manning had about uh, I counted at least four commercials. I think what, I think the in. betting line was uh, five commercials. <laughs> He was in one of those uh, uh, Caesars uh, sportsbook commercials. Yeah, he was in this. He one. had that one. He had the Michelob Ultra or Michelob commercial, the beer commercial at the Superior Bowling, yeah, bowling Alley. Alley. Yep. Uh, see, then the NFL commercial. That's three. What else uh, was there, he? There in? was one other one. I thought. Um, I can't remember right now, I but I, I counted about four. I just the three in. I know of. Yeah, and then. On top of the commercial, are there more commercials or? Uh, yeah, there was the uh, uh, Alexa commercial with oh, Scarlett that's Johansson. Right. The Scarlett and Johansson one was so funny. <laughs> her and her husband from <laughs> SNL. Yeah, she oh. she's trying to she's showing him some of the uh, lines that she's going to be doing some upcoming movie. Okay, no, because the whole you know, you skip the the premise of this is there's an, the Alexa. Everybody knows what an Alexa does, but this is one that reads your thoughts. Oh, okay. And so whenever she's like doing her line reading, and he's thinking get me out of it or make up an excuse to get out of it. And then, <laughs> and then you hear Alexa go making up an excuse to miss her performance. Like, no, no, no to fake your own death. Oh, fake your own death. Yeah. That was <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah. So you didn't have to go see it. That was a, that was a cute commercial. I like that a lot. And then we talked about the coin base. Uh, yeah, that was the worst QR commercial. Code, yeah. And they were talking about this on the, on the news the next day. The, the one girl that's like a consumer reporter on headline news. She was saying that, uh, you know, you never, uh, click on a QR code if you don't know what it is. And when when they, that commercial came out, you did not know no. what the product was. Uh, I, and and you and I looked at that. And go, oh, there's no way I'm going to click on that thing. Yeah, I refuse. You don't know where it's going to send you. But they said so many people did click on that thing that it broke uh, broke their app oh, or whatever. Geez. So I mean, they it was a phenomenal how many people actually clicked on it. That's how stupid people are to click on a. I don't care if it's in a Super Bowl ad or what. You don't click on a QR code if you don't know what they're trying to sell you. Yeah, that... And for 60 seconds, you didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, I was standing pat, but I texted my buddy. My buddy's like, do you click on that QR code? And I said, hell no, I didn't <laughs> click on that QR code. Because there's the meme going around of like somebody with their cell phone two inches from a t- you know, screen right. trying to get it. So, Yeah, that, but, was, that was awful. So, okay, so those are the regular commercials. You know me. I'm a big movie guy. I might do some movie podcast or sorry, movie YouTube stuff on the side here uh-huh. when I'm not hustling football. But we had some movie trailers and TV trailers that came out, and I wanted to bring up a few and get your thoughts on them. The first one All I right. want to bring up, I had to show you this because I don't remember seeing this during the game, but apparently it did broadcast during the game. The uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer, the new Marvel movie coming out in May. Thoughts mm. on that real quick. Um, looks interesting. Yeah, um, you know they had the the multiverse kind of thing in a couple of other Marvel movies. So TV show, I guess yeah. that's that's the theme going through right now, where they're yeah. they're going through the multiverse. Yeah, and uh, it looks I'll, I'll go see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course you always go to the Marvel movies with me. Yeah, and the other and one was was the Jura- uh, Jurassic World Dominion trailer. Mm, oh, I yeah. saw that. What do you think of that? Yeah, that looks interesting. I think it looks great. I've uh, seen pretty much all the other movies. Yeah. so I'll probably we've marathoned them with my cousin who loves <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, I, you have no idea how much my cousin loves Jurassic Park. <laughs> he literally came over to my folks' place and watched, like, I think I came he brought, over. He brought three DVDs. He brought three him. of them, and we watched at least the original three movies. Yeah. And then separately we watched World and uh, Fallen Kingdom. But, yeah, he's excited about that, I'm sure. And then the other trailer, 
was for Amazon's, and this is a big one, Amazon's new series coming out in September, I want to say. So real early for a trailer to come out for a show in September. The Lord of the Rings, the mm. Rings of Power trailer. A prequel? prequel? It's like a prequel to the prequel. Uh, <laughs> this is like, yeah. I, I could nerd out on you right now, but I won't. Uh, Thank you. But, but it is of note because this is the most expensive TV show ever made. Hmm. Uh, like I, I had to explain to people, Game of Thrones towards the end of its run was like, what, $15 million per episode. And, you know, all that money obviously showed for dragons and White Walkers right. and what have you. This this series, I think it's going to be an eight-episode first season, $50 million per episode. Hmm. It's crazy. Like that Joker movie that came out a couple years ago cost $60 million for just a one-and-a-half-hour movie or two-hour movie. Think about that just conceptually, though. Like this is like a movie. This is the first show that's going to have a true movie budget. Hmm. And judging by that trailer, it looked like a movie coming to your TV screen. Amazon has spared no expense hmm. to put Lord of the Rings in your home. Hmm. So I don't know if you thought it looked cool, if you were interested in it. I, I know it's only a minute long, so it's yeah, not like I, it, I wasn't even sure what movie they were talking about at first when they when they started showing it. You're the one that goes, "Oh my God, Lord of the Rings!" Oh yeah, I was imp- I was floored because you know just the the novelty of this is the most expensive TV show hmm. ever made. And it's coming out this year, uh, and based on a property that every like a lot of people like. I mean, hmm. shoot, it won Academy Awards, so I'll be interested to see what they do with a TV show. But yeah, that was my takeaway from the. Uh, and there's some other trailers that came out. Uh, nothing that really floored me, but yeah. that those are your Super yeah. Bowl trailers. Uh, some of them made me smile. I got a chuckle out of a few of them, but overall, there was other than the the return of the uh, E Trade baby, uh, nothing really floored me. So. Uh, just another so-so year for for the commercials. All right, I got a, a little uh, item here from CFL, uh, the British Columbia Lions. This just oh, came this out isn't today. the Will Ferrell story. No, uh, this just came out today. Uh, British Columbia Lions of the CFL have hired the first ever full-time female assistant coach in CFL history, uh, a young lady by the name of Tanya Walter. She will work on the defensive side of the ball as an assistant defensive coach. She played for the Edmonton Storm of the Western Women's Canadian Football League in 2013. I think we might have covered some of their scores. Sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, there was a full, a full tackle women's football league uh, up in Canada um, for a couple of years. I don't know if they're still around, but uh, she evidently played uh, one season with them. Uh, she went on to represent both Team Alberta and Team Canada, helping the nation, the national women's team win a silver medal in the IFAF Women's World Championship in 2017. And from 2017 to 2000, or 2021, she coached at Edmonton's St. Francis Xavier High School. So she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to her. Congratulations to the CFL on their yeah. first uh, full-time uh, female assistant coach. Way to go. Uh, and this story I also found today for the very first time. See, everything comes out on Tuesdays. Uh, I had not heard about this, but Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss announced that they plan to leave Conference USA in June of 2022. That's this coming June, and move to the Sun Belt Conference. Mm. This came out of nowhere for me, but uh, Conference USA included all three schools as part of their official 2022 
football schedule that was released earlier this week. Now, I can't believe this is happening so fast because in, in years past, you, know, you see a team saying, we're leaving this conference, going to join somebody else at the end of our, you know, when our contract expires in two years. Right. You know, everybody's got this big lead in time. You know they're going to leave and it's all talked about and how are things going to be realigned. Uh, and this, to me, it came out of nowhere. I guess they've been talking about it since uh, November, December time frame. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, yeah, as of June, these three two these three schools are no longer going to be part of this. We, we are in an age of the ever changing landscape of the college football uh, world. Evidently, they were at the end of their contracts with mm. this uh, uh, conference. But you know, I just I had not really heard or yeah, read they, anything. It definitely about didn't make this. the big headlines. No. So all of a sudden today, three schools leaving uh, Conference USA and joining the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, just a really big surprise. I, I uh, linked up an article if people want to read more. There wasn't a whole lot more in the ar- article, but uh, there probably will be more in the days to come. Okay, Arena Football TV on YouTube. They posted another classic game from the year 2000. It was the Florida Bobcats at the Orlando Predators. Uh, the Florida Bobcats, a team that never really got a whole lot of attention. So if you're, for, you know, if you want to see what the Florida Bobcats were all about in the Arena Football League. Go check out that uh, that video from yeah. the 2000 season. Uh, luckily, no uh, obituaries to report this week, but we do have a couple of birthdays I wanted to mention. Quarterback John Hadel turns 82 years old today. He played his college football at Kansas. He was the 10th overall pick in the 1962 NFL Draft by the Detroit Lions, and he was also selected in the third round of the 1962 AFL Draft by the San Diego Chargers. He played 16 seasons. He started out with the Chargers from 1962 to 1972, and he won an AFL title in 1963. The, he was with the L.A. Rams from 1973 to 1974, the Green Bay Packers in 74 and 75, the Houston Oilers in 76 and 77, and he was also the head coach of the USFL L.A. Express in 1984 and 1985. And the other birthday is quarterback Ken Anderson. He turned 73 years old today. Played his college football at Augustana of Illinois. Selected in the third round of the 1971 NFL Draft by the Cincinnati Bengals. He played 16 NFL seasons, all with the Bengals, from 1971 to 1986. And he led the, te- the team to Super Bowl 16 in Pontiac, uh, the Pontiac Silverdome versus the 49ers. They obviously lost that one, but that was their first Super Bowl appearance. He was also an assistant coach with the Bengals from 93 to 2002, and he was also with uh, Jacksonville as an assistant coach in 2003 through 2006, and with the Pittsburgh Steelers from 2007 through 2009. So happy birthday to Ken Anderson and John Hadle today, a couple of quarterbacks uh, yeah. in the NFL. Okay, uh, we're ready for this week's history lesson, unless you found something else. That, uh, just uh, you know, scrolling through Twitter real quick and... Uh, some great Matthew Stafford content out there. People are doing the Lord's <laughs> work out there. I'm telling you, it has not stopped in two days. I don't know how long it's going to uh, keep going. The but. first video was uh, during the parade, I guess, there at Disney. You know, oh, Stafford, I haven't seen any of that. There's Stafford on a float and a guy taking a video wearing a Stafford Lions jersey. Uh, Stafford looked at him, pointed pointed at him, and Stafford pointed at his own heart like, hey, <laughs> you know, love you guys. Like, <laughs> So he's got his love for Detroit, and there's this video I'm kind of watching without the sound on where – uh, it looks like a tired Matthew Stafford literally just like gets home with his kids and just walks straight into the pool. <laughs> Matt just like fell right into the pool. Is, is there any video of a drunken Matthew Stafford? Uh, to, oh, that's 
Yeah, he walks right. He into just the walks pool. straight into the <laughs> pool. There's a face plant right into the water. <laughs> oh, the dude's got to be exhausted. <laughs> is is there a video from the parade of a drunken Matthew Stafford throwing the Super Bowl trophy to Cooper Cup in the next vehicle behind oh, him? I think once you get uh, to seven Super Bowls, you're allowed to just throw Super Bowl trophies <laughs> around. I think Matt's just like, I want to keep this one in good condition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be up on his mantle for a week or so. Uh, I mean, hey, there's great pictures of him and Kelly Stafford hoisting the trophy together. Uh, you know, good for all those guys. Like, happy to see, like, Aaron Donald get his ring. Yep. Happy to see Cooper Cup get a ring. Uh, Sean McVay, I mean, people can say what they will. Great young coach getting a ring. Uh, so well, I I mentioned this to you before we started recording. How many players from this Rams team this year are we going to see in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the years that, to come? That is there a are great a number topic. that, that could be topic. in the Hall of Fame in years to come. Yep, uh, obviously Sam Don uh, Sam Donald will be in. Donald. Donald. I keep saying Donald. <laughs> I know. I did that too. Uh, Aaron Donald. Sorry, Aaron Donald is his name. <laughs> Sam Donald. I keep mixing up Sam Donald. Aaron Donald will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Cooper Cup, if he keeps on this trajectory, tell on him, yes. But. but I mean, he did a lot of stuff that Jerry Rice. It took seasons for Jerry Rice to accomplish. Right. He did it in one season. Uh, he, uh, who else is on there? Von Miller, linebacker, yeah. will probably be in the Hall of Fame, two-time Super Bowl champion. Now, uh, you know, then you got some guys who are kind of still on that bubble. I think Stafford's on that bubble. Give him a few years. We'll see what his resume looks like. Uh, he's definitely gonna have the stats for it. I think everybody wants to see some more hardware to go mm-hmm. along with that. Uh, Odell Beckham, you know, Maybe. as talented as he is, uh, he might get in someday. Uh, and then you, who else were we talking? Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey had a real rough Super Bowl in my yeah, opinion. He, he lost the battle with Jamar Chase that yeah, whole game. quite a bit. So uh, Not uh, a good showing. I mean, he, he's still one of the best corners in the league, so who knows how his career finish out. Uh, that's a real tough call for corners. I mean, you, you could be hot for two or three years and then just fall off the face of the earth. Right, yeah. Uh, but – so him McVay uh, as a coach McVeigh as a coach maybe uh, Whit uh, Whitmer uh, however you say his last name uh, Whitworth uh, Whitworth yes I keep messing up his name Andrew Whitworth he could possibly you know be right. a Hall of Fame playing until he's well. forty years old playing until he's forty so yeah the yep. Rams had a lot. Yeah, because yeah. they stacked that team with a lot of great players. Yes, so, they did. Uh, we'll see in years to come how many from this particular uh, Los Angeles Rams team actually wind up in the Super Bowl for, yeah. in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, there you go. All right, so you want to do your history lesson now? Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, in honor of Black History Month, uh, we have another profile this week. And uh, this week we're going to profile uh, an, an African-American quarterback named Willie Thrower who played for the Chicago Bears. Willie Thrower may not have had the greatest NFL career, but he was the first black quarterback to play in the NFL in the modern era, even if it was only for a very short time. Thrower grew up in New Kensington, Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh, and was a running back in high school. When he arrived at Michigan State University to play college football, he was switched to quarterback by the coaching staff led by head coach Biggie Munn after his sophomore year. Thrower was mainly a backup quarterback at MSU, but he played very well when he was called upon. In 1952, his senior season, he was part of a 9-0 MSU team that won the College Football National Championship. Thrower was not drafted by an NFL team, but he did sign a one-year contract as a free agent with the Chicago Bears in 1953. 
On October 18, 1953, Thrower entered a game against the San Francisco 49ers in relief of starting quarterback George Blanda. Blanda was struggling against the 49ers when head coach George Hallis sent Thrower into the game. Thrower completed three of eight passes for 27 yards and led the team down the field from their own 40-yard line to the 49ers' 15. At that point, Hallis sent Blanda back into the game. The angry crowd began chanting, Leave Willie in! Leave Willie in! But Thrower's day was done. The Bears lost the game 35-28. to Willie Thrower appeared in just one other game for the Bears that year and was released at the end of the season. He went up to Canada and had a tryout with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 1954, but he was cut before the season started. He then signed with another CFL team called Toronto Balmy Beach. He played briefly for the team in 1954, but a shoulder injury ended his playing career at the age of 27. Thrower died of a heart attack in 2002 in his hometown of New Kensington, Pennsylvania at the age of 71. When quarterback Warren Moon was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2006, he mentioned Thrower in his acceptance speech as one of the people who inspired him to play quarterback. In 2003, a historical marker honoring Thrower was placed at Valley High School in New Kensington, where he went to high school. Three years later, in 2006, a statue of Thrower was unveiled at the high school. Thrower is buried in Greenwood Memorial Park in Lower Burrell, Pennsylvania, near New Kensington. Over the years, many players have had very short careers in the NFL and then simply faded into obscurity. But the brief NFL career of Willie Thrower should not be lost to the history of the league. He broke the color barrier in the NFL just six years after Jackie Robinson did the same in Major League Baseball. Thrower's groundbreaking achievement of being the first modern-day African-American quarterback in the NFL should be more widely known and celebrated than it is today, no matter how brief it was. Yeah, I know I'm one of the people who didn't know who Willie Thrower was so you started telling me about him, so... Mm. Hey, this is the kind of stuff I think more football fans need to be aware of. I'm surprised yeah. there's not a, a Willie Thrower Award or uh, some sort of, uh, if there is out there, I don't even know about well, that. Well, his, his hometown sure knows about him. They, oh. There's a, a, a statue of him at his old high school. There's oh, okay. a historic, state historical marker uh, about him at the school also. Uh, he's buried not too far away. Where's that again? Uh, New Kensington, Pennsylvania. Ooh, so have you gone out there yet? Is that no. on your bucket list now? Uh, th- yes, it is. It's, it's on my list of graves to visit. Uh, and it's it's uh, uh, right outside of Pittsburgh, I guess. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's south of Pittsburgh or where, but it's it's right around Pittsburgh. So yeah, uh, I do plan to go uh, visit that someday. Uh, get a picture by his statue and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, these these are the stories that uh, that I really love to find out about. Um, that people don't know don't know the person haven't heard the story that that's what i like to uh to bring to the forefront so yep willie thrower chicago bears ever so briefly all right um 
upcoming events. I just found about out about this today. There's going to be a college game this Saturday. What? Uh, on the, the 19th, it's the HBCU Legacy Bowl in New Orleans, and I guess uh, NFL Network is going to cover mm. it. So it's like an all-star game for HBCU players oh, okay. uh, so that they can get a look from some NFL scouts. Heck yeah, and, that's uh, cool. Uh, and I'd heard about this. I heard there was going to be something. I didn't. I thought maybe it had already happened, and I just didn't uh, hear about it. But no, it's coming up uh, this Saturday, February nineteenth. So uh, I guess they're playing at Tulane Stadium. Okay, and then uh, Tuesday, February twenty second and twenty third, USFL player selection meeting, uh, March first through the seventh, the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. Saturday, March twelfth, the indoor football league season begins, as well as the. Uh, Champions indoor football season. They, uh-huh. So two indoor leagues uh, going to be starting up on March 12th. March 21st, uh, the USFL training camps open. Uh, Saturday, April 16th, USFL regular season begins in Birmingham, where all the games are going to be played this year. And the first game is going to be Birmingham versus New Jersey, the New Jersey Generals. Uh, let's see. Saturday, April 23rd, National Arena League season begins. And... April 28th through the 30th, the NFL draft in Las Vegas. Oh, so yeah. it'll, be, it'll be draft time before we know it. There is no off-season uh, in the world of football, but uh, we may be taking a few weeks off in March to uh, uh, catch our breath. Yeah, and, maybe. Uh, and refocus and uh, uh, maybe come up with some new ideas. New ideas. Uh, we definitely, now that the NFL season's over, our uh, picks videos have kind of stopped. I, yep. I don't know if we were going to do a follow-up to our picks. Obviously, we both picked the Rams in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's yeah. a need to follow that up. Nope. So but we do have a few other videos we're thinking of doing. So uh, definitely uh, look for those. And we're looking for if anybody's got some ideas too, because I think what we're leaning on is maybe doing some travel logs uh, to some of these cool football places that Randy wants to check out. Yeah. So maybe it'll be like a, a destination. It'll be like destination wedding, except it'll be destination graveyard, uh, starring <laughs> Randy Snow on the road with the world of football. Hey, I'm telling you, I'll. I don't even have to be on camera. I'll be your cameraman. <laughs> I will get everything, I'll get the cameras all situated, and we will just get you set up to be like a nice travel host. <laughs> you might have a second, third career out of this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, anything else before we call this a show? No, I think uh, I'm good. Uh, but, man, the NFL season is uh, over. Yep, it's, and what uh, a season it was. Yeah, filled with many great memes and uh, <laughs> a lot of great memorable moments. I guess real quick, before we go out of here, what your favorite non-Lions slash Matthew Stafford moment <laughs> of of the last season. Right before we get out of here. What what is uh, it? that that Kansas City Buffalo playoff game Ooh. was just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, uh it literally came down to whoever had the ball last. Uh, yeah. so that that was just an awesome game. I'm just sorry that either team had to lose that game. They both deserve to go on to the next level, but that's not the way it works. So uh yeah, that that to me was one of the highlights of the entire year uh, that didn't involve Matthew Stafford yeah. or the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And you? Oh boy, see, I I asked the question and I, I didn't really. <laughs> and have you don't a, have an answer. Um, I mean that, I guess that playoff game, like you mentioned, it would probably be my go-to. But then the more I think about it, the more I kind of want to go to, um, uh, boy, oh boy, there's just so many. Uh, we had a you know Big Ben's retirement moment was actually kind of mm-hmm. kind of nice just that moment of the city of Pittsburgh you know kind of showing him some love the last time pretty there, much knowing that, that was going to be his last game that, it, that was kind of cool um, boy I'm really trying to think of like something that was just awesome that happened 
But that Bills, yeah, that Bills Chiefs playoff game is pretty tough to be. I guess maybe just that whole playoff weekend. Yeah. Just the, yeah, the every one of those games. The was, divisional round of the playoffs, just every so game exciting. ending in just such a, a fashion. The that last it did. play of the game, four yes. games in a row. And weekend. then the conference championships, even coming down to the last plays of the game. Yep. Uh, incredible. So, yeah, I think the NFL playoffs uh, knocked it out of the park this year. Yep. So that's probably okay. my, my favorite moment. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Uh, if you learned something during this podcast about the incredible amount of diversity that exists in the world of football, then we've done our job. Visit our website at theworldoffootball.com for news, links, upcoming events, videos, and more. Our email address is info at theworldoffootball.com. You can like The World of Football on Facebook at TWOF Kalamazoo, where we post a lot of unique stories, pictures, and highlights from all over the world of football, which you can also find a lot of those links over on our Twitter account, which is at TWOF Kalamazoo. You guessed it. New episodes of this very podcast are posted every single Tuesday and occasionally on Wednesdays yeah. when the NFL's got COVID issues and or has to Mondays push games back. Or Mondays when there's uh, a playoff game or no you know, game. Uh, the tackle, what was it? The two-hand touch game that we talked about, the yeah. <laughs> Pro Bowl. Yeah. We did on a Monday instead. So, But we, we really do try to stick to the Tuesdays. It works out for us. Um so you can find that on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find full audio versions of the podcast on our YouTube channel, which is, uh, what is our YouTube channel? The, the World, World of Football, of Football Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Uh, so please subscribe, rate, review, let us know what you think, give us some feedback, some ideas for what you'd like to see us tackle, uh, and uh, let us know what you think, and please come be a part of the football conversation. And remember, folks, some people may love football more than we do, but nobody, and I mean nobody, loves more football than we do. Join us again next week when we'll review all the happenings in and around the world of football. Until then, I'm Randy Snow. And I'm fake Lions fan Adam Snow. (laughs) And we'll see you all next week. Hey, Adam, your favorite quarterback just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do now? I'm going to the Sizzler, going to have me a 12-ounce porterhouse, and I'm going to Disneyland right after. That was awful.